Hey everyone, welcome to the Stand Tall, Breathe Deep podcast. My name is Karina. This is episode number four, foam rolling tips from a massage therapist. So I'm starting to get the hang of this, guys. I've never been big about speaking on a mic. Um, It's not my thing. (laughs) But I'm incredibly passionate about inspiring others to adopt a healthier lifestyle by applying simple strategies. The last episode I reviewed post-exercise recovery methods that are super simple. One of them was foam rolling. So I thought it would be a cool transition to give you guys some foam rolling tips and techniques. So what's the big deal with foam rolling? What is it and why should you do it? Foam rolling is a self-massage technique that helps reduce muscle soreness and tightness. As a massage therapist, I'll add that it helps with the flow of fluids, which in turn helps with everything in the body, delivery of nutrients, flushing of cellular waste, lymphatic circulation, tense muscles. Why do it? It decreases aches and pains from sport, training sessions, or just plain daily activities of life. It enhances recovery and improves our movement by increasing flexibility and range of motion. However, this only happens if you practice it consistently. If you're new to foam rolling, you should know that it requires a good amount of core, shoulder strength, and mobility to steer your typical log-shaped foam roller. Something to consider when choosing a foam roller and there are plenty to choose from. You might want to start with myo balls or foam rolling sticks or the half-sized foam roller. All of these are easier to maneuver. All right, guys, so let's get to the techniques. Now I'm putting on my massage therapist brain since foam rolling is self-myofascial release, and in massage, there's a modality called myofascial release. Now the intention behind this technique is A sustained stretch will cause an elongation in the body, a kind of reformation of structure. I'm not gonna get heavy into it, but basically that's what myofascial release is. It's affecting the fascia. The fascia is, I briefly spoke about this in one of my previous episodes. It's the covering, it's that spider web type covering that encases our organs intertwines into our ligaments and tendons and it's just everywhere within the body but it's very lively and it's very pliable if it gets injured or you're not sufficiently hydrated you're not eating well sleeping well you're stressed out it's highly affected in the fascia and it it, it's going to dry up so foam rolling myofascial release affects the fascia it affects its intent is to get elongate the fascia stretch it out if you think about the threads like the yarns in a sweater and one little thing is bunched up or pulled out it's going to affect the rest of that sweater if that pull is somewhere like down below by the waist it's going to affect what's going on in the shoulder it's go- that pull is going to create a line of tension throughout the whole structure. So myofascial release is just going to stretch out the fascia, allow fluids to move better and unravel the knots. So the techniques aim to unravel the knots and mobilize fluids upwards towards your core where all the major lymph nodes are. And you know, the lymph nodes are those little uh, nodules that the doctor often checks when you go in and uh, at your neck area, we also have some on the 
armpit area and in the groin area. And it's a filtration system for the body. It filters out lymph fluids, which carries all the things that could potentially harm our body, infections, bacteria, and it also carries nutrients to, it transports it to where they're needed. All right, so enough of that. I just wanted to give you guys some insights into your body and explain the purpose behind these techniques. So we're gonna begin at the lower body, at the uppermost part of the lower body. And the reason for this is because we want to clear out the path as we're moving along. Um, so we're gonna work in segments. And by clearing out the path, I mean just clearing out the, the tension, clear, moving the fluids upwards towards your core, and foam roll one leg at a time to really tune into what you're feeling and what you're doing. Begin at the top of the thigh, address an eight inch section, roll up and down about 10 times, just to warm up the area. Be mindful of what you're feeling and if you feel any tender areas, any sore spots, go back to those areas after you're, you've done, you've rolled up 10 times and stay there for a minimum of 20 seconds up to two, three minutes. You're going to feel that that soreness, that tension subside, but you must breathe rhythmically. Listen to your inhales, listen to your exhales, and it will subside little by little. So once you're, you, you've done, you've addressed those sore spots, you're going to foam roll up and down again that same section for about 10 times just to flush everything out. Now, you head to the section below. So you were at the uppermost thigh, part of the thigh. Now you're gonna go down the, to the next section. So you're at the middle of your thigh now and repeat the same sequence. Roll up and down 10 times, tune into what you're feeling, tune into any sore spots. A lot of times we don't know that they are where they are. So tune into those tender areas, stop, hold a minimum of 20 seconds, keep breathing rhythmic, then flush out that section again and move on to the section below. And this is basically the technique. We're working in segments. We're rolling up and down, warming up the area, paying attention to the sore spots, stay on the sore spot, address all the sore spots. This helps in breaking up the sticky fibers, the fibers that are stuck together and getting knotted. And then you flush out that area again. All right, so let's see. Another thing you could do as you're working on your thigh, you could add internal and external hip rotation. This feels really great because it's, it creates like a cross fiber type of massage. So it goes across the muscle fiber as opposed to in, the, in alignment with the muscle fiber, in the direction of the muscle fiber. So it gets more into those knotty areas. You're going to use joint action as you're foam rolling and as you're holding on the sore spots, you're internally and externally rotating the hip. All right, now for the shin area, once you address the upper leg, you go down to the lower leg because remember we're working from the areas closest to the core to farther away from the core because we want to clear the path. To the shin area, you could use a foam roller. It's a bit awkward if you're first beginning in, in mobilizing into a good position to foam roll the shins. What I'd like to use is a handheld foam roller. 
like a running stick. Works really, nice, really nicely for the shin area. Follow the same technique, work in sections. Now the shin is a very, it's a very meaty muscle, but it's a, it is a small area. I still break it up into like two segments and use the techniques I mentioned. You must be careful around the knee, the lateral outer knee area right below the knee. We have this like little bony prominence. There's some exposed nerves in that area. So be gentle in that area. You don't want to go over bone. So that's something you should just know. Don't foam roll over bones. <laughs> Stay away from them. So what you could do while you're foam rolling the shins is use joint action. So you're going to dorsiflex and plantar flex your ankle and create circular motions with your ankle and point the toe up, point the toe down. Feels really great in uh, affecting the muscle. All right, now, so for the lateral leg, a lot of people love foam rolling that ITB area and yeah, oh, my ITB is so tight. Uh, well, guess what? It's supposed to be tight um, or strong, really. It, it's not, it doesn't need to be foam rolled. It doesn't need to loosen up. It's keeping you upright as you're walking. So it's, uh, it, it, you're really not gonna affect it much. You can, however, affect the ITB by rolling the muscles that border it. So that would be the lateral thigh, the glutes, the big meaty glutes, and your and this tiny little like tear-shaped muscle. It it's not the size of a tear. <laughs> it's like the size of your palm and fingers. Like if you place your palm, the heel of your hand, right at the top of your hip bone, the uppermost part and then you, you just let it slide down and hug like cup your hip bone it's in that area and it's called the tensor fascia latte if i remember correctly from school or just a tfl but it could be highly problematic and it, it could affect that it band so if you're having any hip issues any knee issues good muscles to address are the tfl the glutes the lateral thigh anterior thigh Moving on to the upper body. I like to begin with the upper arm and feed that right into the lats. It's just a, a, a good pathway to follow. It feeds the fluids into the core and we're following the same technique. Break it up into sections, stop on the sore areas, flush it out. For the upper shoulders and neck area, I have this great foam roller from powersystems.com. It's the Maya roller. No affiliation. I just love this product. And it, it's a small foam roller. Only about, I don't know, maybe eight. I think it's like eight inches. It's very small. And in the center, it has this channel where the spine could nestle. So there is no foam rolling happening over bone if you're foam rolling your back because the spine nestles nicely in this channel. I highly recommend that foam roller, it's awesome. But I have a tip for you on using items that you already have on in your home. If you have two tennis balls, take them side by side, take some duct tape and wrap them around, wrap them around until it forms like a peanut shape. So they're tightly woven together. Then take them and put them into a thick sock like one of those wool hiking socks. And voila, you got yourself a self-myofascial release tool. This works nicely at the base of your skull, at the top of your shoulders, and in even your mid-back muscles. 
So moving on to the torso. For the torso, same technique. You're gonna break it up to probably like three segments. You have enough for three segments on, on your back. Beginning with the uppermost half, move on to the middle and then to the lower back. For the lower back, be very mindful of what's going on. What I like to do is I like to create some mobilization. So I mobilize my pelvis forward and back. So I'm rocking my pelvis forward and back to create a self-massage in the lower back muscles, those lower back extensors. And this is where that myo roller with the channel for the spine comes in very handy, or even the homemade uh, tennis balls, because you, when you put them together, you're leaving a little bit of a, a dent in between them. There's a bit of a space in between them. So the spine falls nicely in that area and you're affecting the muscles on both sides. All right, let me close this up now because I think I've given you loads of information here. The takeaways. Foam roll-in sections beginning with areas closest to the core. Stop for at least 20 seconds when you encounter a tender spot. Breathe rhythmically. Listen to your inhales, listen to your exhales. Incorporate joint motions whenever possible. So at the hip, internal, external rotation. At the ankle, dorsiflex, plantar flex. At the rib cage, you're flaring them out and caving them in. At the pelvis, you're rocking it forward and rocking it back. At the shoulder, internal and external rotation. Stretch immediately afterward to take advantage of the decreased muscle tension. You do this consistently, it will positively affect your posture, the way you're feeling, and any muscle, muscular tension in your body. I hope these tips and techniques will help you out next time you foam roll. If you have any questions about this episode, feel free to drop me a line. I'll, I will answer you back. And if you're interested in a foam rolling session or want to chat about a customized exercise program, check out my website at integrativefitnesstherapy.com. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time.